Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, I'm excited to talk to Emily Wiberly and Austin Sigmund Broca. Welcome. Hi, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, yes. So we're going to be talking about The Breakup Tour, your newest book. I Book number nine, is that right? Number nine. Ah, well, yeah. this, this is going to be lucky number nine, I'm sure of that. So. Say again, Austin. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So I obviously this is a swifty dedication, so to speak. And I I came to it wondering what it would be like, how I would react to it. And I just simply loved it. It is thank you. Are you two big Taylor Swift fans? I think that's a fair question, right? Yes, absolutely. And we are. You know, Austin actually was a fan longer than I was. He got me into Taylor Swift. The original yes, Swifty of the couple. <laughs> In college, probably. Or yeah, right? or, yeah, or shortly thereafter. Yeah. So it's been quite some time. And, you know, we're, we're really glad the book resonated with you. And, and we hope that it does so for readers for the same way that Taylor's music resonates with us. Um, she's become an icon, you know, in, in and of herself. But it's founded on great storytelling, gripping emotional moments, and writing and music that is accessible to everybody without forsaking any of its depth or emotion. And that's really something that we aspire to as, as artists on the whole. So it was a very natural um, inspiration to follow. It's, you know, what she, what she does in song is exactly what we want to do in our books. I agree. And I think you hit all the right notes. If <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cheat there and take that. <laughs> but it is something that I think that, you know, coming into reading this, I can also see how it could easily have gone in a different direction. And I do feel like the two of you have hit that emotion so directly with this book. And I enjoyed that part of it. Uh, one thing I also noticed is you mentioned songs of different generations, mm -hmm. which is something that I want to talk about. So you had uh, Max play some older songs at the at the home. And were these songs that you knew growing up or did you have to do a little research? No, on them? So I actually did play in an old folks home growing in high school. And so I would play all the old standards in. And so I love them. Um, I've always loved old, old music and Austin loves yeah, I mean, I, I was a I was a music journalist in college, so you know all my music taste is researched. I've made sure I have gone back and listened to everything heartfelt and everything great um, in every genre and in every time period. And we we wanted Riley and her songs to be you know obviously there's a big Taylor Swift inspiration here, but we hope that they feel and she feels as a character like somebody who wrote your favorite song, whatever it is. You yes. can imagine that kind of a star and that kind of a feeling for this character. And I think you hit, we all three of us live in Los Angeles. And so running into a celebrity, whether it's a musician or an actor or actress, whatever, you know, we see that they have normal lives that go out to eat and they do that. <laughs> and that is something also that we get to see in your book with Riley. Riley's a fully formed person and she has her ups and downs just as everyone does. 
now sort of the two of you I know from bios have been together have known each other since high school, your high school sweethearts. How does that, how does that work in writing uh, the, the messy parts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that no, I, when I saw the title, the breakup tour, I'm like, it better not be, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Oh, Good. Um, you know, it's, we draw a lot from our own, our own relationship in, we hope the good ways. And then of course, sometimes also in the bad ways, writing is how you can process a lot of feelings in, in your life. And it is a way to express ourselves. And we happen to be expressing ourselves like together and to each other in a way that becomes this like meta conversation <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, it's very, uh, it, it provides a, a lot of story fuel to think about the things that are your own differences, your own stumbling blocks, your own sources of tension. And you can sort of give them to characters in the times and places and, and ways that they fit those scenarios best. It, it comes through so genuinely and so wonderfully. So I really did enjoy that. So give us an idea of who Max is. Sure. You know, um, Max is somebody who is um, weighing the, the cost of dreams and the value of, of things like contentment and home and family. He's somebody who has watched his own life diverge from this enormous spotlight. And we wanted to make him a complicated character in that he isn't like resentful or sorrowful. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's like we, you know, we do live in Los Angeles and so many people do move here to get into mm -hmm. entertainment in some way. And lots of people do do that. And then lots of people end up giving that up. And for some that is sad. And for some it's really not. And then just live in Los Angeles and they have a completely different life than they expected when they moved there. And that is also, you know, a story of, trying to be in entertainment for a second. And so we wanted to show that there are the Riley Wins, the Taylor Swifts, and then there are lots of people who that was a different journey. Yeah, I, I and I liked that for Max. I liked the fact that Max wasn't sorrowful or, you know, so sad that he'd given up a music career. He had, that was part of his life. And that was a, another beautiful thing that he hadn't forsaken the musicality of his life. And you gave him the ability with that to move in and out of Riley's life yeah. in a nice way. <laughs> Thank you. I always like to, when I see parents represented in books, I always like to, I focus on them because I want to see what each author does with parents. You know, some parents are good parents, some parents are not good parents. So give us an idea of the two sets of parents in the breakup tour. Yeah, it was, you know, interesting because before starting this book, I, I watched as many kind of like music and tour documentaries and just like stories of, of young musicians, like, so like the Billie Eilish one on Apple, and she's so close with her parents, and they are on her, you know, they go with her on tour, and same with Ariana Grande, like her mom is like there with her, and I thought that was so interesting that these young, you might think that young musicians are totally independent and don't spend time with their family because they have these adult lives. And that is not that what I found to be the case that sometimes these parents are really involved. And so that was yeah. something we wanted to represent with Riley that and certainly with Taylor Swift, we see her parents at her tour with really her interesting specific and it's detail. so lovely to see. And so it felt like having these supportive parents for her was really important. You know, Max has 
supportive parents in a different way. It's just they, you know, Max kind of folded into their dream and followed their path. And, and they are not sure if that was his dream ultimately, or if it's her, their dream. Both the sets of parents are sort of living out in, in miniature, a, a philosophical story similar to that of Max and Riley vis-a-vis -vis following or letting go of your dreams. They've both sort of had the life that was that was much they wanted, much what they wanted, and now they have reached a point in life, you know, either through through divorce or financial circumstances, or or just having done the thing they were doing for the past twenty or thirty years, where that dream has sort of ended. And the question is, where do you go from there? And Max's parents are are a little bit more content to do so. They are retiring after having achieved their life's work, and Riley's mom you know, struggling a little bit more with the end of a lifestyle and a path that she knew um, is is an emblem of how much rediscovery can still await you on the other side of what you thought was that dream. I loved that too, because I think it gives a lot of hope for, you know, yeah. when a reader's reading, there are books that come out and the parents are a complete disaster. And, and right. that's okay as well, because yes. we need to see all facets of yes. reality. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, of course, I rooted for Riley's mom and I'm like, I love this, you know, and of course, no. <laughs> I, I mean, she needed a banana split. And, uh, <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> And I love the way you end the book as well. I won't give that away. It was, it was so loving and so touching. Um, so for the two of you, so you've been together a long time, and that's a wonderful thing. Did you, do you write separately or only together? Only together as far as production of projects. We don't have any yes, solo. Yes, we, we work together, but we don't actually, like, we used to just like write every sentence together. That was very tough on our relationship schedule and, and our schedule and <laughs> yeah. made everything very slow. Yeah. So now it is a different process where kind of I do a more, a more vomit draft, as people call okay. it, a quick, mm -hmm. quick and dirty. And then he makes that like the right. It's not that quick and dirty. It's very structured. Yeah. It's and like getting an ideas. An iterative process yes. ensues. Yes. Yeah. Um, one thing I have learned from interviewing authors uh, is that it's rare that somebody simply writes from the seat of their pants. I mean, <laughs> yes. you, you have to sort of know where you're going. <laughs> we're, we're big believers in that. We, we plan everything, usually a few times. There's often sort of like a very quick structural outline where we're not happy with an idea unless we can sort of tell what the structure of the story it spawns is. Otherwise, you just have an inciting incident and that's not enough for us. Then there's like a synopsis part, and then there's a very structural, almost almost play-written type draft, and then it finally resolves into a, the prose document. I love it. I love it. So this comes out in January, is that right? Yes, mm -hmm. January 23rd. Yep. Yep. Oh, up. how exciting. That's absolutely really wonderful. Uh, again, it's the Breakup Tour. Emily and Austin, thank you for joining me. Do you have a website or social media you'd like to share? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram. I am W-I-B-B-S underscore I-N-K Wibzink. And through me, you can get to Austin and our website. She so does most the of the posting. Way. Yes. <laughs> that is always a struggle for me because it's, it's, it's <laughs> better to that from Emily. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. Well, I hope you the greatest of successes. Again, it's the Breakup Tour. And thank you for joining me. Thanks thank for having you. us. Hang on for me just a second.
Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out with Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at gooutwithdan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out with Dan.